This is John Connor. You can hear this. You are the resistance. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of, you know, I said it before, like in this experience of being tortured for 20 years, you, you'll start to think the same thoughts as other human beings who've gone through similar experiences like Nelson Mandela or, oddly enough, like I don't know how these writers from L.A. wrote The Terminator, but when John Connor says... You're far more important than you think you are. Is that is that the quote that he says? I was thinking at the same time as I watched the movie anyway. Because I was thinking about average people and how important they are, but they don't think they're important. You know, they they think, no, no, I couldn't possibly be being stalked or monitored or hacked. Well, I got news for you. I'm talking to the UVic Ombuds person last week. And after the meeting, my phone is really hot and I look down and I see that it says that my messages app, my iPhone messages app has turned on my microphone and my video camera. And I'm like, holy shit. So I, I texted the, uh, I emailed the Onzod person. I said, hey, this went on possibly in the meeting. And then that night or the next, within like, I swear, 48 hours, Apple sends out this update for everyone, you know, to fix a known security problem. I'm not going to suggest they're connected, but they could be. Anybody who's important has spyware on their phone. You just don't believe it's there. It's there. Trust me. And you don't think you're important, but imagine what a business can learn from you if they just monitor your conversation. You buy a new car. You're driving around for six months. You say, man, I don't like the wood trim on my Honda CRV." And then it turns out all the next Honda CRVs don't have wood trim. They have like a metallic trim, like a Tesla. You know, it... Coincidence, sure, sure, whatever. But like, imagine what they can learn if they turn on the microphone of like consumers in, in sort of like capitalist surveillance, right? You just take average people, listen to the conversation. What are they buying? What are their frustrations? What are they spending money on? And and like, I don't want to, I don't want to creep you out too much because you're not going to care anyway, right? You're you're not going to change what you do because it's almost impossible to keep yourself safe unless you have the same level of resources as the person hunting you. Think about that, right? If there's a resource mismatch, no matter what it is, whether in cyberspace or physical space, they can do whatever they want. They can have people just follow you around town to a restaurant you go to. You know, they they can monitor you leaving your house with your car. They know you're going out Friday night for dinner with your family. They can sit next to you and just listen to your conversation. Turn on the phone, record it. They can do that all day long with hundreds of different people. Never the same people at the same time. You'll never know. Like, all you have to learn is... It's like Nazi fucking Gestapo in Canada right now. And probably all over the world. There is no legislation that stops this from happening. So if that's the case, you should assume it is the case. And that's if if agencies or groups are law-abiding. And if they're not, they can just do whatever the fuck they want, right? Like someone breaks into my house, they leave behind a broken light bulb, they leave behind some smashed stuff in the sink, you know, and it's just like, what do you want me to do about it? Over and over again. Call the fucking Sanish police, there are half of them are white supremacists who don't give a shit, 
and have a bunch of fucking lies in there. What do they call that thing? The card or whatever that they've written about me over and over. Lies and bullshit. Lies and bullshit. Lies and bullshit. From a government bullshit town run by the lies of spies, okay? And when you piss them off and you won't do what they want, they fucking destroy you. You can either do what they want or they destroy you. That Those are your two options. Ergo my life. So, you know, the classic move they're going to do always is tear into somebody's personal life, right? And and look back at your own life for a second and tell me that you either didn't hurt someone or by hurt or were hurt by somebody along the way in your romantic life before you got married. Of course you were. I know the names of women who brought me to tears. I know the names of women that I probably brought to tears for breaking up with them. Not proud of either. That's called having emotion. Most people are not autistic and the end of a relationship affects them. But I want to talk about something I talked about in my apartment, you know, as I was planting shit over the last year. The apartment was just broken into like so many fucking times that it just became like a daily occurrence of like, oh yeah, what'd you steal this time, you know? So, I was in Nelson and I was under a terrorist attack and and I'd had the... I'd had the tattoo put on my back as I was walking around the 8th highest mountain in the world. So beautiful, Manaslu. And I thought, well, you know, I got I to gotta clean up the back. I'm a bit of a hairy guy. So I, I booked in for this waxing session in downtown Nelson, B.C. on Baker Street. And I had to apologize to the person. I have to do this with professionals. I have to say, look, I have this tattoo on my back. Please don't internalize it. This is just what a group of people did to me over two decades in Canada. You know, they surveilled and tortured my existence, destroying everything in my life. So the tattoo reflects that. And then, you know, I, I, let, I let this young woman start uh, start waxing my back, right? Tearing, tearing the hair out, which is pretty painful. And I... I had to laugh. You know, we had to, you know, I imagine this conversation comes up a lot. It's like, you know, do you enjoy giving people pain? And she's like, well, no, no. But it's, you know, ultimately kind of satisfying. And I'm like, okay, I imagine it is. I imagine not the pain part, but the getting the job done part, right? Like building a deck or whatever. You're doing real work. You know, you can see the impact. Is maybe what I mean by that. You can see the impact of your work. So for some reason, this, this story comes up in my head and this is, this is really important after what we've gone through in North America over the last five years. There was this thing called Me Too where you get together and you band together and you tear down somebody you think is a bad person who's been like dominating and, you know, abusive in their sexual life, okay? Most of it involving mismatches of power, right? An employer-employee relationship or something like that. And so... It came in my head. I was like, you know, I told this story. I said, 
I was living in Vancouver and this this woman hurt me one time. We were in bed, you know, she hurt me. And I said, uh, it, it wasn't very fun. I said, she hurt me so bad while we were having sex. I remember thinking, holy shit, when is this going to end? And and she was, what what she was doing, she was digging her knee, her nails into my back. And I, I hadn't, I hadn't heard about this since university, like first year university. So that's like at least a six year gap or seven year gap. And I never thought to myself it would happen to me. So I'm like, I didn't, I didn't really know what to do. I didn't say anything, but I, holy fuck did that hurt. And you know, I didn't really go back for a second uh, experience like that. I said, okay, well, that was interesting. But the, the reason I bring it up is, although I didn't enjoy the experience, now years later, I think it's probably, a, it's a very interesting experience in my life and I, and I value it. Like I don't, I don't regret it. This person did not assault me. They did hurt me, okay? But I didn't say anything. And, you know, in a, in a future life, you know, maybe I would be smarter and I would know how to say, okay, okay, lighter, lesser, you know, like, okay, whoa, 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 you know, something like that. Or just like, you know, take it, take it easy. Or just outright stop. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a whole bunch of keywords a human being can use. And then there's just like, outright, okay, look, you gotta, you gotta stop what you're doing. And I, and I say it because it's called being an adult, right? Like at some point you are becoming an adult. Let's call it 16 to 19, all right? Let's say this is an area where you're learning to be an adult and, and adulting is talking about stuff like that and learning learning stuff like that, like how to manage relationships. And you know, I was, I was at this, I was at this lake, beautiful lake and somebody said, you know, this woman said, well, this guy's such a pig. And I'm like, well, okay, but what does that mean, right? Like, I know her sexual history. So it's like, what do you what do you mean exactly by that? That they had a bunch of sexual partners before they got married? That they had a bunch of sexual partners and never got married? That they, you know, and then there's another category. They used power to abuse, you know, or they, or they threatened somebody in order to have sex. Like, what do you actually mean by that? Because you have to be very careful. People need to have freedom in their life to make mistakes, to love and lose, right? So she never came up with the answer. And I'm like, you you know you weren't a virgin before you got married, right? Like, sorry. Like, I uh, don't know what to say here. Except that People, you have to be very careful that you don't let mob rule rule, right? And you let adults make mistakes. So, you know, along those lines, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a man, obviously. But, the, but the women, you know, like. The woman is the conductor of the band in the sexual experience, right? Like, you you get to call and direct the band. The band is going to propose where the, you know, the jazz music goes. But, like, you get to direct it, right? Is it... I don't remember my band terms. You know, is it, like, Allegro? 
you know, is it Forte? Is it, you know, you get to direct the band, right? Like you're in charge, which means you, you have, and I don't like this word very much, but you have this responsibility and you have to sort of learn how to wield that. And if you don't, if the band doesn't do what you want, well, then you fire the band, right? You, you, you know, you, you don't ask them back. Or, and I'm not, you know, we don't know to go to, we don't need to go to this place because it's obviously very serious, but like, then obviously it could become a criminal crime, right? But generally 99.99999% of the time it doesn't go there. So there's this really famous guy in England now who's, you know, being charged with something. He's a very prolific man with women unapologetically and who knows where this is going to go but like it's scary when due process is not respected it's scary when a group of people who like we either belong to tech or and by that I mean like IT are going to start to cancel him and take away revenue take away his life well hold on like you need to wait You don't just, you know, get to have a bunch of people say some stuff and then you start to destroy somebody's life. Like, that's not how it's supposed to work. But, but people don't care now, right? Like they don't... I, th- I think it's a lot of people who never had power in their life thinking, man, I'm powerful now because I can hurt someone. Well, no, you're not... You're, you're able to hurt someone, but that that's not real strength, right? Like that's kind of weakness. That when you have power, then you just hurt someone with it without uh, due process or care and consideration for, you know, sorting out the facts. And for me personally, I feel like that's what the internet brought us. It brought us a bunch of people who didn't have power before, now having power, and they really should not have that power. They haven't earned it. There's nothing that they've done that's special. And a lot of these people didn't, shouldn't, should never have really had that influence and power. cannot imagine being a teenager now and having that sort of over your head that what if one of your friends goes fucking mental and decides to spread hundreds of rumors about you around the internet and you don't even know what's going on which is sort of my life right Uh, I mean men have always known right like if you get someone falsely claiming that you're a sexual abuser or a pedophile or whatever like you're destroyed There's, there's like almost nothing you can do even if you know what the accusation is. You know, ultimately, if you go to court, someone will probably say, just keep your mouth shut because they have to prove you guilty. Even if you're innocent, they'll be like, you have to just keep your mouth shut. Even though if you told the story, everyone would know you were innocent, but the, but the opposing counsel can turn that against you and somehow, you know, come out with a guilty verdict. So they just say, just shut up and don't say anything. 
you know? And then it just hangs over you for the rest of your life. You know, we had that young woman in in Canada who was abused by like four guys at a party, three or four guys at a party. Sexually abused, sexually assaulted. And then it goes on the internet because these fucking cunts from their shit rat families are just disgusting humans, right? Nobody calls that out. Like, the internet is so gross now. Unregulated ability to distribute such disgusting, you know, vitriol and hate. And think of how many people are so fucking stupid. And you don't want to admit this. And you don't want to say it out loud. But I want you to think in your head. About how many people are so fucking stupid. And were in no way taught in their life. How to be a good person or citizen. They have no spiritual training. Or they don't come from any sort of family. They don't care about anyone. And they get this tool called the internet. That they can use to hurt somebody. And feel powerful. Because they are a cunt, so in their life, you know, they're, they're treated like that, and they have that type of job. Think of how many people you know that are like that. And one day someone gives them a tool to hurt, and they cannot control that. You know, one of the one of the worst parts about being canceled or whatever they've done to me, blocked off the internet, is I can't reach out to people to have conversations. Because it won't go through, right? Like through my Facebook or whatever. It just doesn't go there, you know, like or if I do something positive, they take the credit, right? Like I I reached out to a relative to try and connect this woman with another woman in the same industry up north in BC. And no doubt they'll have stepped in the middle of that and said they did it. You know, and it was the real estate industry, right? It's like two sales professionals should meet up. They're both part of my family. They should meet up and probably work together. Otherwise, it's going to be a very horrible winter for one of the people who's new to town. And I'm trying to help them out, which is what I do, right? But my stalker who, you know, had the house bugged will step in the middle of that and say, no, no, he didn't do it. Someone else did it. Oh, okay. Well... You know, I wasn't looking for credit, but if you're going to go around the country lying, I mean, I guess that's what you're going to do. As again, they're sort of, they're trying to cancel me out. Everything that I do. 
Because they know I did the thing. The thing no one will tell me I did. Maybe it relates to some form they, they forced me to sign after I was raped for days in the hospital. Like, I was raped for days, right? Fucking days. So just to be clear with everybody, all 700,000 people on Vancouver Island, I don't want to be here. I don't like you. I don't want to be part of you. But my kid's here for another eight years. When he's a man at 17 and decides what university he wants to go to, he's on his own because I'm fucking leaving this town. If I can make it that long. There's no part of me that wants to be here except that my child is here. No fucking part at all. I don't like you. I don't want to be part of you. There's like maybe two things I want to work on. You know? And someone will take this audio to them and fuck that up too. So eventually, you know, I probably just won't be able to handle it and I'll just have to leave once again. And then you'll come up with your lies about why he left, you know, like you did before, and like you did the time before that. back to sex in 2023. I think I I said this before. In the old days, grandmammy and grandpappy got married because at 16. Great-grandmammy and great-grandpappy came over on the Mayflower and great-grandpappy killed a thousand Indians and stole 10,000 acres, right? Set up uh, the big land and uh, made a free house for grandmammy and grandpappy. They got married at 16 and they fucked until they were like 76, right? So they had 60 years of fucking from 16 to 76. And and let's you know let's talk through the the fuck numbers, okay? So they fucked at least once a night for 60 years. So that's 3500 fucks. Or no wait, wait. 350 fucks a year every 10 years 3500 times 6. So it's about 20,000. So grandmammy and grandpappy had about 20,000 fucks over their lifetime, right? Now though, now though, you're expected because of, we'll use this word that nobody knows what it means, economic reasons. You're expected to go to university for four or five years. You're expected to somehow be able to fund your own place, which is impossible. You know, so maybe, and then maybe you go back to grad school. I just want to talk you through this, okay? Maybe you get married at 25, maybe it's 35. Who knows? Maybe it's before that, maybe it's after. I don't know. All I know is, If you go away for school, you change towns, and you spend a couple years in the workforce, maybe a different city, then you go back to do a master's, you will have 10 to 15 sexual partners probably on your wedding day. Now, grandmammy and grandpappy, they get to say, well, we were virgins, we're perfect. Oh yeah, fucking great. 
Someone gave you a house. They gave you a job. They took away every major stressor in your life. And they said, here, have fun. Good for fucking you. Good for you. And then there's everybody who met somebody in undergrad. And then after undergrad, one person went one city, the other went the other. You couldn't make it work out. You broke up. Over the next two or three years, you were like doing your career. And then you're like, man, I got to go back to, you know, master's school, change cities again. Maybe you get engaged. Maybe that doesn't work out. You know, there's like real life is what, what it comes down to. Different people, different places, different partners. And you just think you're living your life, right? Like you're not trying to hurt people. You're trying to find a spouse. You're trying to find the right situation to settle down, get a place, have kids, have a spouse. But somebody on the internet finds out that you had 10 girlfriends or boyfriends before you got married. Holy fuck. They've got special names for you on the internet. Because they're sitting at home in their parents' basement. Not out there trying to date anybody. Not out there trying to like learn, you know, play an instrument in a band or play sports or enjoy nature or culture. They aren't doing anything productive. But they've decided they hate you. And so on the internet, they're going to target the shit out of you and you don't even know what's going on. So imagine you're like a 35-year-old woman. Your career's going okay. You're getting married. And one of these cunts decides to put all your sexual partners on in a DVD and put it on the internet. Not a, you know, don't say DVD anymore. They put it on the internet. They send it all around social media. And then your spouse gets it like a week or two before the wedding. Awesome, hey? Awesome that people will do that completely fucking destroy something good you have going on because they are cunts from cunt families. Typically white cunts. And a lot of people will say, well, you know, we gave up on privacy. No, no, we did not. There was never an active referendum election or whatever that said, do we all agree not to have privacy in our lives? There's no way people should agree to that. So this surveillance state we're in now, where you can bug anything, right? You can put this Apple AirPod or whatever. You put this little tracker on someone's phone. You can monitor where they go around town, you know? You can easily, like, get a group of people on a Facebook group to just monitor somebody and just fuck with their life. How funny is it, right, until somebody dies? Right? You know, like, my, my daughter's dead, killed by Vancouver Island. How fucking funny is that? Why is that funny to you? And I, and I said this before. Is that as funny as when 
on the whatever it was Jenny Jones show in in like 1995 they invite this straight guy on to the stage and they say we have a secret admirer for you who wants to reach out to you and it turns out to be a gay guy on the stage and so they make this heterosexual guy out to be a complete you know joke on the show and after the show a couple weeks later the straight guy finds the gay guy and kills him and that destroys the heterosexual guy's life two deaths basically all because some fucking idiot producer for LA wanted to make $50,000 two lives lost is that funny is it funny to Vancouver Island that my daughter's dead was it funny when you killed Rena Burke was it funny when you killed uh, Michael Donahue Lindsay Buziak And what I see is the cunt families here never fucking learn. You're cunts from cunt families. You have little fucking cunts. They go on to re- reproduce more with other little fucking cunts. And the stupid shit just, just rolls downhill. I didn't grow up in this town. I, I didn't know what it fucking was. Now I know. Why do you think I've tried to leave four fucking times in like 10 years? I knew there was something wrong. Like I knew I didn't belong here. But now I know. It scares the shit out of me. My child has to grow up here amongst you people. It scares the shit out of me the one day he might make a decision to stay in this fucking town instead of move to a normal city like Calgary with normal human beings. Can you imagine the tattoo on my fucking back? How many people in Canada have that tattoo? I'm going to say it again just so you know. It says... For 14 years, from 2008 until 2021, the pure evil from Vancouver Island stalked, tortured, and murdered my life, family, daughter, career. Then it says Chani Wenjack, October 2014. Then it says Kafka in huge e-letters, because I have no idea what the fuck's going on. And then I added on the back... Pedophiles tortured me from 2005 until Dario was renovert. Every teenager that hears this, do you understand what I've just done? I have given every fucking middle finger on my body to this whole fucking island. Which will blow up my entire life to try and protect my child. Okay? And to try and protect you. As you're out there just living your life, not trying to harm anyone. I've said it before. There are zero times that I've gone to the internet to try and denigrate someone, to try and see something illegal, to try and see imagery of someone under 20. Zero fucking times. And you can polygraph me any fucking time you want on that. Every action 
or word I have taken towards a child has been for their safety or well-being, either in the present or the future. And you can polygraph me on that. I have never in my life intended to harm a woman. And you can polygraph me on that. Have I intended to try and find a wife? Yeah. Have I intended to sometimes have fun with women? Yeah, I have. Have I wanted to hurt somebody? No. There's a huge fucking difference. But you got your Judgey McJudgerton hat on, right? Bodie McBoatface? Or whatever the fuck it is. That has led to vigilante actions across the fucking province that I describe as a terrorist attack and I am factually accurate in that fucking statement. I had to leave the country twice to be like, what in the fucking holy fuck just happened? Freedom, freedom is the right for adults, okay? And you become an adult sometime between 16 and 19. Freedom is the right for you to learn, make mistakes, have fun, do what you want if you're not hurting somebody. And I don't in any way want someone preyed upon, set up, harmed. No way do I want that, ever. So my advice is you stay around your age group in whatever that is, workplace, sexual life, you stay around your age group, okay? But we need the women to be fighting for the men. We need the men to be fighting for the women, okay? The state of the internet is a global fucking disaster. It is a disgusting cesspool of hate. And you know what I think the number one thing should be that we should do on the internet? Nothing sold under $10. Everything is at least $10 fucking dollars. Nothing free. Nothing free. Facebook, Instagram, all the popular social media, all that shit, at least 10 bucks a month. If you're not willing to pay $10 a month, then you don't value it. You don't like it. And I can tell you there's a lot of shit that I wouldn't do if the minimum was 10 bucks a month. No more free. No more freemiums. No more like nothing should be free on the internet. And that'll take out like 90% of the problems.
And there literally should be a 100% tax and it goes straight to law enforcement to prosecute the fucking psychos, child predators, pedophiles, and other people using the internet as their playground for sick fucking shit. Okay? And if you make everything at least $10, anything under $10 is illegal. Do you get that? Everything free becomes illegal. You don't you don't then have to prosecute uh, based on content, which is some sort of slippery, weird, mind fuck th- experiment that fucks up lots of cops, probably. If it's if it's under ten bucks, if it's free, then it's fucking criminal, right? Does everyone understand the genius in that? Not, I mean, I don't. I'm not for credit. I just. This thing where like predators get to groom some, you know, 17 year old until she's like 18 or 19 and then make some porn with that person. Well, fuck that. And that's what the whole internet is. And you know who's backing that? Bezos, Musk, Zuckerberg, Gates. You don't think those four fucking people could change the rules on the internet tomorrow? They sure as shit could. It's not like the politicians are in charge. Wake up, North America. When was the last time you saw a politician in charge? The billionaires run the fucking show, okay? This is John Connor signing out from Canada where the machines run the show. The phones, the internet, cyber currency, machines run it.